I'm in awe of Boris Johnson. Did you see him on the Andrew Marr show? No, I, I don't watch it. <laughs> it's incredible. It, it did not matter what question he was being asked. And he was being asked about his personal life. He was being asked about the details of Brexit. He was being asked about a hundred different things. And whatever you said, he just said, look, what the British people really want to know. And then he gave the answer to whatever it was. <laughs> It's great. Well, how are you anyway? Well, look, what the listeners really want to know is 38. Thank you. And what do you mean by that? Look, look, Nick, you're an intelligent (laughs) bloke. uh, But what people really want to know is 38. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It's been great. He does. He goes on like that. And it's just so great. I love it. Anyway, shall we? Uh, Well... What the people really want to know is 87. (laughs) They really want to know if we ever get this podcast started. (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to episode 87. See? (laughs) See the answer. I see what you did. Of the (laughs) Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. I'm Nick Page, he's Joe Davis, you are whoever you are, you are a child of God, whoever you are, you and are. here we are. And you matter, although this podcast is a complete shambles. We should let the listeners into a little mm. thing, which is I wrote this like 10 page long running order for reasons yes. I don't fully understand yes. on Sunday, and you quite rightly said, Joe, I mean, you said it not as nicely as this, that's too long. <laughs> What I actually said was, it's a f***ing mess. <laughs> yeah, I think it was along those lines. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's been a long day, and mm. here we are. So, I probably had about three episodes worth of content there, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and get a more refined thing, shall we? Yes. Okay. Yes, because but I've if, got to. I've got a busy week. I can't be editing down massive. Well, yes, I know you and me both. Anyway, how Content. how are you, Nick? Well, I think what the people really want to know is <laughs> no. Um, I'm all right. I, I've had a. I've had some health things. I've got yeah. new glasses, which make my eyes go funny. I've had a bad yeah. back. Bad backs. Oh, horrible! Turn you into a ninety-year-old man, don't they? Over, <laughs> you, know, you get up it. and suddenly yeah. you're just moving around like somebody yeah. on the verge of death. Yeah. Um, Talking of which, I've also been reading. I've been reading a book <laughs> called "The Hundred Year Life." Did you know that uh, for people born today, right? Yeah. If you're born with about the past ten years, you've got a fifty percent chance of reaching to the age of a hundred and five. Well, is that really true? Yeah. I mean, even if we're on the edge of the sixth mass extinction. True. Ah, well, okay, that may <laughs> put a slight crimp in no, those no, plans. I'll be honest. <laughs> We're in for a cheerful podcast today. Anyway, I'm trying to think through. You know, I'm yeah. trying to think through. Hey, yeah. gosh, what am I likely to live to, and what am I going to do with my life? It's an interesting question. Well, we've. I, I, I often think about that as well. What are you going to do with your life, <laughs> Nick? <laughs> because it's, it's certainly there's true. been a lot of wasted years in my. This, oh man, there have been. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, what about you? What have you been doing? You've been watching films. I, I have been watching films. I saw Bait last week, which is mm. an extraordinary film by Mark Jenkins. Uh, it's sort of Cornish director. And it tells the story of a kind of Cornish fisherman 
battling to keep his way of life afloat amidst right. gentrification. But what's so brilliant about this film is it's like shot silently in 16 mil with like a handheld oh, really? camera. And he actually developed the entire film by hand. So it's got all the sort of pollen on it and the scratches, and it, so it looks like it has the visual appearance of this old black and white film. But it has that a, sounds amazing. But it's it's just an extra. It's very much a Nick film, is it? I th- yeah, I think yeah, it's I a Nick film. Yeah, it's yeah. great. You'd enjoy. Yeah. It. And the most extraordinary sunrise this week. When was it? Tuesday, Monday morning. There was just the most amazing sunrise. I'll put the pictures on the website. Okay. Oh, well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. No, oh, it's <laughs> incredible. I had to detour from going to the gym. To go to the beach to take photos—that's how you? serious it was. Yeah, that is that—that's the sacrifice I mean, that's, you make in your life. Well, that's the thing about a hundred-year life. I'd like to point out. I mean, I'm still trying to lose my weight from the holiday, and it—it it just takes forever now. I mean, I what? used to be two weeks holiday, one week, you know, being well behaved, yeah. and we were back to where we were. But oh, yeah. not anymore. Hate well, it. I mean, the main argument of this book is that actually all of us are going to be living longer, assuming a lack of climate extinction. But all of us are going to be living longer. And it's the old three-stage way of life, you know, mm. education, employment, retirement, Yeah, don't really work anymore. No. It's not going to work. We're all going to be working into our 80s, apparently. Well, great. Well, I'm quite happy with that because, you know, I'm a writer and it involves no heavy lifting and staying indoors. So I'm, I'm all right no, with that. I don't mind. Do you know, I don't know what I do. I mean, I, I like the idea of working less, but I don't like the idea of not working at all. No, 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 no. no. You, what would you I'm do? weird like that. Anyway. Exactly. Can I write books with you when I'm a grown-up? I'd love to do that, actually. No. Okay. Because No, for a number of reasons. Mm. Uh, But mainly because uh, I need all the money. Yes. I think what you need is a bestseller, and that's where I can... (laughs) That is true, but I'm (laughs) certainly not sharing that with you. (laughs) Shall we? I'll I'll share a a poultry seller with you. Okay. (laughs) Anyway... Yes, uh, we should move on. Let's get on into some feedback. Okay, so uh, yeah, lots of feedback, lots of lovely emails in. Thank you. I don't read those mm. ones out because, you know, I'm not permitted under Nick's stringent rules, but thank you for those. Uh, James says, hello, gents. What a discovery this podcast is. I'm only 86 episodes late, but pretty sure that's because until now I wasn't mid-faith or even perhaps midlife. But now at the comfortable age of 44, I'm almost certainly both. Thanks for podcasting and for reading the emails sent in. Possibly the most encouraging bit of the show, a chat called Brian. Ryan, uh, which was last week, summed up my current situation fairly well on a recent podcast. He says, thank you, Brian, for having a good way with words. And I'll probably buy Nick's latest book unless you talk about it so much. I don't feel I need to. Anyway, keep up the great work. So that's that's a lovely thank you, email. Thank you, James. I didn't like the Lo- word probably in there. Appreciate the sentiment. Helen, who is a dear friend of the podcast, says, Hi, Joe and Nick. Nice to have you back. I had a question for Nick about the archaeological evidence for the Old Testament. Have you Mm -hmm. read any of David Roll's stuff? He suggests that current dating is based on one assumption, uh, which Mm -hmm. he thinks is wrong, and that if you change this one thing, and she's written a word here, shishak equals shushank. I don't know what that says. He says, then you do, in fact, find the archaeological evidence. I found his argument quite compelling. Uh, She says he's not a Christian, just thinks the Bible should be taken seriously as a historical document. Also, regarding John's gospel, I am a doctor and did a theology degree for fun. Yes, I'm a type (laughs) five on the Enneagram. She says, as part of the module on John, I had to read through the whole gospel in one sitting. By the time I reached chapter eight, my conclusion was that Jesus was obviously insane and in need of sectioning under the Mental Health Act. Not quite what they were <laughs> expecting, I think, Helen. 
<laughs> Thank you, Helen. Always good to I know a little bit about Roll. I think he's very much an outlier in terms of um, uh, ancient chronology. Um, Jesus, I think well, the interesting thing about that is exactly, exactly what his family thought. Yeah. So there's a bit, I think, in Mark where yeah, his family yeah, exactly. come to take him away because they think he's gone a bit mad. Yeah. Which is one of those things that, that um, a lot of you know textual scholars think is absolutely... 100% genuine because it, no early church would have made that up. Yeah. You know, yeah, nobody in the early church would have said, right, well, I think I'll just make up this bit where they think he's bonkers. You know, so. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I don't know what you think about it at the end of John's Gospel, though, Helen. You didn't say. Anyway. Mm. Anyway. Uh, Pete. Uh, uh, well, Pete wrote in a lovely email. He says, Sorry, uh, Nick, this is more for Joe. I've just listened to your interview with Steve Short for the second time. Thank you both. I love Steve's wisdom and understanding the gospel and the historical situations and circumstances the Bible writers lived in. I could go on. And then he uh, recalls listening uh, to when I was telling a bit about my story. And he says, While he was speaking, I found myself getting passionate about it too. But while it is awful, your recount gave me an energy. It was both anger but joy at the same time. Joy because you articulate what I can't and joy that with enough of us and enough time we can change this i just want to say thank you let you know your feelings have a positive effect on some people too and he signs himself pete sad old person no, i don't <laughs> think you're sad thanks pete no not at all not even a relative no no indeed okay but not all reaction was good uh positive uh, necessarily so we had him via the website uh a one from tim he says he says uh, this, generally he's not happy. He says, I generally would have liked Joe to dig deeper into what Steve was saying as he seemed to say that everyone is in. Hitler, etc. I'm only presuming as there was no mention of how someone would be out. I wonder how Richard Dawkins feels about going to heaven. So no free will then. All religions are valid, even those who would discount Jesus as nobody. This Jesus that Steve still claims to hold as worthy of worship and following. Goodness, we could go on. I'm going to keep listening to podcasts only because I want to hear what Nick has to say as I feel this episode Joe has turned his podcast into more of this podcast rather into more of a soapbox instead of an unbiased discussion platform. In conclusion, I'm happy to hear such a variety of opinions. I'm just disappointed that Joe was so biased in his questions, etc. Thanks, Tim. Mm. Well, someone wants to listen to your opinions and that's got to be a good thing. Well, exactly. That's the, would you like you. to say that again with the pen well, out of your mouth? This well done, time. Tim. You're the first. Sorry, I just couldn't believe it. I I had to put the pen in my mouth to stop myself laughing. Well, to be fair, that's the only reason why I listen to the podcast is to hear what I've got to say. To hear your opinions. <laughs> I do. Well. I, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? We ju- yeah. we just genuinely get pretty much overwhelmingly positive. Yeah. feedback don't we yeah we do but obviously some people we have had stuff in the past where people have really disliked what we've got to say and they and that's fair enough i think i don't um, understand why they listen but it's well, good. No, because i don't because maybe you've liked it up to that point oh, maybe, yeah, maybe you're interested you know i uh, i know that some people might do that um i mean my personal point of view on the whole interview with steve is uh i haven't read his book so i don't feel that i can really comment in detail i just take it on what he what he said um, and I, I'm not intended to start critiquing mm. him. I just have loads of people who, who sometimes mm. say they don't like what I do and they haven't read it. So I'm not going to start <laughs> yeah, playing that game. Exactly. That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I had a bloke the other day. This is a true story. Right? A bloke the other, on uh, Twitter, I think it was, which is part of why I don't go on there hardly at all, yeah. said and an article I'd written um, in Christianity magazine. And he started with TLDR, which I think is means too long didn't read. It's, it's an acronym for that. Oh, is it? And then he, and then he critiqued the article. And I was thinking, 
Well, you haven't read it. So anyway, there you go. So I'm not going to do that. Uh, I think in terms of being in and out, I think it depends what you mean by in. That would be my question to Steve. What do you mean by it? You mean... I don't yeah. think he said he means it as it means you can do what you like and you know uh, even though uh, you know we've talked about it in the hell episode mm. you know that I'm mm. probably a universalist but I don't think mm. that means that you can do what you like I think the call on us to be holy is still something woven through the bible I think that's what you have to do I have this there's a Snoopy cartoon I like in which it, it, you know Snoopy's sitting on the top of the doghouse and mm. he's going to write a book on theology he says and he's got, he doesn't know what he's going to say, but he's got the perfect title. And the title is, Have You Ever Considered That You Might Be Wrong? <laughs> yeah. And I just think that's yeah, kind exactly of like, right. yeah. the, you know. The genius wisdom of Snoopy. Yeah. So I have a, I, you know, I do have, I suppose I have some reservations about what Steve said, particularly in the idea that this is something sort of new and uh, totally unfound, because I think it isn't. I think it's been around for quite some time. In fact, exactly. actually, if you look in the NOSV, you look at that bit in Romans, the NOSV has a footnote which says... Uh, you know, we are saved by faith in Christ. Yeah. Or it, and the footnote says, or by the faith uh, yeah, exactly. of Christ. Yeah. And so Steve, it's not. Steve it's, said I don't that. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's you know, enough. and I think finally to defend you. Oh no! Don't defend this is, me. No, I want to defend you because I attack you the rest of the time, and I, I think this is not the BBC. No, exactly. You know, you, 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 no, you're not John Humphreys. I'm you're not, not John Humphreys. I, you know, I was interviewing a friend. Yeah. I wasn't interrogating some upstart you know kind of author i you know and, and i think you know it, i don't feel defensive i genuinely am grateful for for all feedback it's great um you know but this is not an unbiased discussion platform this is two old blokes no, that's trying to you know make sense of their faith asking questions and inviting anyone who wants to join us into the conversation and tim you are more than welcome to be a part of that conversation i i do think there's a bigger thing and this is where this could have been a very long podcast but we'll come back to it i do think there's no answer you can give there's no short soundbite answer to give people who disagree with you because it the whole two paradigms thing means it's too complicated we'll talk about that another time so i would really like to come back to that if i could to talk about um you know how we handle sort of um conflict within the church but Really, what I think I wanted to talk about today was more, well, I call it background noise, I guess. And and by that, I mean the sort of constant, relentless, depressing, anxiety-inducing, angry news stories that just seem to be a daily part of our lives now. Um, and, and whether that's frightening stories about the climate or our political news, either side of the Atlantic, but especially here with Brexit. Um, and when when you combine that with, you know, perhaps having a bit of a mid-faith crisis, you, you know, what I'm concerned about is that there's a recipe here for for like mental illness, I guess, uh, at its worst case scenario. So I think it'd be really good to talk about how, how do we cope? Can, can we live hopefully and joyfully amidst this sort of backdrop of anger and turmoil? turmoil? And I think we can live hopefully and joyfully, but it's going to require some effort on our part. Dallas Willard used to have a great quote when he talked about the Christian life. He used to say, grace is not opposed to effort, it's opposed to earning. And he said, you, you know, no one's ever going to follow Jesus by mistake or without a lot of effort. Um, but you, you don't earn God's love or salvation. It's, it's freely given. So with that in mind, 
I'd like, I think it is time, as one of our dear listeners suggested, we talk about Brexit and all that stuff. Uh, I think I suppose it's where that it comes in, because it seems to me that one of the key issues here is 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 the breakdown of dialogue. Yeah. Between yes, people, exactly. the breakdown of listening, the yeah. the belief that just because someone opposes you in some way, everything he or she exactly. says is is completely wrong, and and exactly, we've lost the ability to disagree. Yeah. So when it comes to that interview, for example, I think there would be things in it in perceived, but I imagine that I don't agree with. But yeah. that doesn't mean that I'm going to sort of, you know, um, dismiss the whole thing. You've got yeah. to kind of think it through. You've got to be listening. To, to people I think um, let's start with that political dialogue and I want to ask you therefore a question mm-hmm. when people disagree with you what's your default kind of mode that you rush to what, what, what oh the, the to default you? mode is I think is a very instinctive reflex which is defensiveness you know so mm. I, kind of, I kind of go you know it's like that so you, you know I think I instinctively uh, want to fight fire with fire Yes, I think that's my I think that's my first gut reaction. But if I have mm. learned anything, and you, you know, I shared some of my story in that uh, in that episode with Steve, you know, you disagree and you try you try to stay humble and gracious and accepting of the fact that you might be wrong. But you know, sometimes. Uh, you know, it, it loses you your job, and you have yeah. to, you have to accept that. And, you know, because if you battle it, it's it's not going to be good for you. And I I suppose well, I I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of things, but I, most of all, I think before disagreeing with anyone or receiving criticism or receiving praise or anything, I you know I'm defined by I'm a I'm a beloved son of God. You know, mm. I suppose that's what I think. So. So I don't, even though there's a sort of slight reflex to defensiveness, if I've learned anything through my experiences, it's that it don't get you far that. No. And actually, if you're going to say you're a follower of the way of Jesus, which, you know, it, I, unashamedly, that is what I'm trying to do with my life, then mm. we're going to play by a different set of rules. Yeah. And, you know, I know that just name calling someone or fighting fire with fire it's not the Jesus way. Yeah, it just yeah. isn't the Jesus way. Now, yeah. I, I could respond by swearing and getting angry and going into a temper. You know, it was interesting in Parliament uh, last week. You know, I sort of rather liked that kind of phrase. I thought it was a bit funny. My right honourable friend. Oh, yeah, so I yeah. thank my right yeah. honourable friend for their discussion. But you're an idiot. You know, yes, but, you yes. know it started well. But I noticed Boris Johnson this week completely broke with that convention. You know, when yes. someone was pouring their heart out over their grief and their death threats, he just responded humbug. You know, yeah. it was like yeah. there was no thank you for that question. Or that's a really important point, which like we've. We've lost that ability to actually just yeah. pause and say, now this person's probably got a, a really important point they want to make. I think that's really interesting because yeah. just to say, I had exactly this conversation this week with uh, some young people who have come mm. around, you know, one sort of youth group on Sunday morning kind of thing. And they came out and they were talking. One of them raised this issue about non-violence, about, you know, Letting Jesus mm. says, you know, someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer him the left cheek, yeah. and, and he said, how can that possibly be right? Isn't that just inciting them to do more kind of mm. violence, or isn't it just harm, self harm? 
Yeah. It's a very interesting question. It is. How did you respond? I hit him. (laughs) (laughs) Because I thought, well, basically, you're just asking for it. (laughs) No. I... uh, I, well, I talked about it exactly and what you were saying, really, that um, one of the unique things about Jesus was nonviolence. Yes. And nonviolence is a refusal to play by the rules of the world, in a way. Mm. It's, a, it's a refusal to even play by the game, play the game, you know, to, to fight fire yeah. with fire or whatever. It's stepping outside it. Yeah. It's very, and it's this is what you're saying straight away, Absolutely. you know, that, that when we are criticized or whatever and i feel it very mm. uh i find it very difficult at times because you know you pour your heart into writing something and people just yeah. dismiss it that's quite hard really but i think if i if i just go into uh, attack mode which i used to do yeah. and which yeah. i could do because i'm quite funny and i could i can be quite i know you'll find yeah. this hard but i can be cutting. quite cutting yeah no that's hard to imagine i know so i could do that <laughs> But I suppose one of the primary things is what you're saying. That if we follow Jesus, that, that it's a call to non-violence, and that involves non-violence of speech as much as anything else. Exactly. That option is not... And speech is really important. And the Bible, Lord knows, makes a big deal of that. And I, and I sort of... I feel quite concerned at times at the language that's being used. It seems that getting angry and reacting and not saying sorry is seen as sort of strong leadership nowadays but yeah. i mean i do have real questions about you know we use you know i mean boris johnson has obviously been advised by his advisors to say surrender bill the whole time but i mean mm. even that word surrender is 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 warlike language you use it that is. term in relation to war and as far as i know we're not at war so if <laughs> with europe at the moment <laughs> not at the time of recording so <laughs> i mean nowadays anything can happen so so I, I kind of feel our words and our language and how we respond is so important because if you stoke the fires of anger, ultimately it leads to yeah. violence. We ought to say as well that it's not one side or the other. The other, you know, it's, we, I think we've mentioned Brexit a couple of times with Boris Johnson, but politicians of all sides do this. They'll use certain language, so you know they might be um, certain kind of class-based language used to. to um, decry some of the Tory leadership or whatever. Yeah. For those of us, our, our colonial friends abroad, you know, I'm sure you have your own, your own um, versions of all this. You know, exactly. And 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 it's it, it is it is heavily sort of weaponized language about people. Yeah. Um, and and I just think you can you know we we are worshiping a non-violent God. You yes. Know, you know that's that's the thing, and so. We, we've got to hold ourselves to higher standards, I think. And, you know, I, I assume that. And this is if we can just step back from our immediate reaction and pause and see that at the heart of so much conflict lies fear. You know, yes. fear of change, fear of things, you know, certainly in the church. And like I say, let's maybe talk about that another time. But let's talk about what's going on in society. There's real fear. There's fear about Brexit. What will it do? What will it do if we stay in the union? Will we just become this, you know, massive, um, uh, you know, super state where we have no control over our laws? There's real fear if we stay in the union. And then if we come out, what will happen to jobs? What will happen to, you know, are we going to be compassionate to refugees? All those kind of questions are coming in. And there's really compelling arguments, but it's fear 
that sort of lies at the heart of so many of our reactions. And so you get these statements, let's make Britain great again, or let's make America great again, or let's make church great again, and let's get back to basics. And, it, you know, we want to go back to when we feel there was security. But if there's one thing we can't do with time, it's travel backwards. Um, you know, you, you haven't mastered that ability. So we can't go back. So change is the one thing that's here to stay and that is scary but we do, do you know what we have to do is em embrace the change and find new solutions to this changing world that we live in we have to not go back to burning as many fossil fuels as we want to you know we have to not go back to slavery we have to not go you know there's some things in our past that weren't rosy and we like to mm. Mm. sort of delete those so there's a mythologizing always about yeah. the past isn't there yeah exactly which is nonsense so look what do we do then well how do we actually deal with this come well, on give me some rules yes here. i want to i want to okay one and i, I just you know r-e-s-p-e-c-t um uh, <laughs> there are strong and valid views on both sides of the argument now this is difficult for us if you're listening to america i have very strong views on the way i voted in brexit and everything within me wants to defend my views as being right. But to, you know, for Remainers to call people who voted for Brexit racists yeah. and to start doing that name calling, labelling, and for Brexiteers to complain about Remainers yeah. and, to, you know, all that stuff is so unhelpful. It's like... No, there's intelligent people. The reason this is so complicated is there's compelling, complex issues mm. on both sides of it. And I hold my position with theological conviction, but I know other Christians who hold an opposite position mm. with theological conviction. But presumably the, the thing that we have in common is that we're trying to live by higher standards. We're trying to follow the way of Jesus. So mm. we've got much more in common as beloved children of God than we've got difference. So... Let's let's start with that foundational thing that whether you voted to leave the European Union or whether you voted to stay in it, whether you voted for Trump or you voted for a Democrat, let's all agree that first and fundamentally we're children of God. Mm. That seems to me a fairly important starting point, I would have thought. Um, and, you know, we're, like I said, we're, we'll talk about some of the other things. But the other thing is no one has the monopoly on truth. I mean, like you discover that doing this podcast, don't you? you and I don't agree on everything. Certainly people don't agree with us on everything. And there are many, many different thoughts about all sorts of different things. And that's what I loved about the Jewish tradition, that like you could have rabbis of, you know, who said one interpretation and rabbis that had another interpretation, a radically different interpretation. But the question of whether they were ever in a Jew for holding a different interpretation, as far as I know, was not was not a valid question. Of course you're a Jew. You know, God's I mean, made promises. At certain points, but, God's made but, promises to you. Yeah. And God's faithful to those promises. I mean, at the extremities, you know, people can yeah. say those kind of things. But you're right. In the, um, I think it's in the, some of the Jewish, the Mishnah, the Torah, the Talmud kind of stuff, it's quite often you find that uh, just when it comes to certain something, they just record two different Jew, Jewish rabbis' opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Rabbi said, Rabbi so-and-so said this, Rabbi so-and-so said the opposite. Yeah. And then they just move on. You go, OK, right. So we haven't yeah. come to a conclusion on that, but that's that's fine. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and on sort of Facebook, I want to say this to all of you who have Facebook account, which is most 
most of us i think mm. you know um you know i like it when it's about our families and about friendship and about you know sunsets and sunrises um and you you know those guys genuinely love seeing photos of people's kids and their families and them getting married and all kinds of stuff when it becomes about reposting you know political statements and then talking about what idiots the other side are and sort of perpetuating this kind of uh dualism and opposition i think facebook gets really ugly and i, I you know i've got Christian friends on both sides of the debate, and maybe I should be brave enough to do it. But, you know, I want to write, stop it. Just mm. stop it. Stop mm. stoking this. It's like, but, you know, some mm. personalities, and we recognise this during the Enneagram, they love the fight, don't they? They mm. love no, to they be... Do. They love the be provocative. They love to throw a hand grenade in. I think our Prime Minister, God bless him, has got to be a three on the Enneagram. And they just love doing... They love being confrontational and stirring up a storm. And, you know, that's... That's how it is. But I, I sometimes think, you know, as followers of the way, aren't we encouraged to be peacemakers? So, you know, you want to you think, well, how can my posts on Facebook stand out for peace? How can how can they be demonstrative of a peaceful and good way of living? Do you think that's possible? Uh, yeah, it's I do. A very real question, because I'm not sure. Anybody, we should perhaps do so. Have we ever done a show on social media? Not really. Talk yeah, about it. We should perhaps think about it. Okay. Uh, because the more I think about it, I don't even know if it's possible anymore to do that on social media. Uh, no. But, but, but I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I, I, not that I disagree with it. I just think I don't even... It, I, it just seems the internet as a, as a forum for this kind of discussion has such limitations it's, it's, but it's it's turned ugly and it's turned toxic I, I i don't think initially it started that way but maybe this no. is something about you know just our humanity to always mess things up the human propensity to you yes know. anyway i i don't know but you know i refer you to mr brown's precepts in wonder he said when given the choice between being right or being kind choose kind and i think that's so great because it doesn't use the word love because love is wishy-washy and we never really know what that means. But I think we have a genuinely have a better handle on kindness. So if you're mm. given the choice between making some big righteous statement mm. or being kind to someone, choose being kind to someone. Mm. You know, be kind to people of the opposite political persuasion to you would be a very healthy spiritual mm. practice. Mm. For people mm. a lot of my friends I, I i guess are remainers and i want to say to them hey friends come on let's practice being really kind to brexiteers because because just stoking the fire of your anger at them ain't getting us far yeah it's yeah. just contributing to the deep uh, i know divide. i've done this i mean i'm listening to you and i'm feeling quite convicted because i know i've done this <laughs> in the past and it's partly why i don't really engage on social media yeah. hardly at all now it's because i kind of in the run-up, certainly to that election, I was doing loads of stuff and yeah. and the referendum rather, and I don't oh, yeah. think it made me a better person. I don't think it. I, I don't think it helped. I don't think it changed anybody's mind, and I no, no, and it made me unhappy. So I don't think. Yeah, that's yeah. So thing. I think I'm going, I go. I want to be in a kinder place. It's not that I don't want to be politically engaged. You could argue through a lot of what I do, I am sort of politically engaged with a small p, but. I just I just think that way I've gone about it in the past is 
you know, I don't think that's changed anybody's mind. I think we probably lived under the illusion it was, and then in in one way, Brexit has kind of stripped that. Yeah. But yeah, maybe. I mean, I, and I'm not trying to make out that Jesus wasn't political. I far from it. I mean, I do no. think Jesus unashamedly stood up to systems of injustice, mm. political, religious, whatever they happen to be. You mm. know that, 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 and that makes you unpopular. But uh, that said, you know, Jesus said, love your enemies. And so, you know, if, if, if you're acting like your enemies are the people of the opposite, you know, Democrats or Republicans or, you know, pro-Brexit or Remainers, well, you know, you probably need to start loving your enemies, oh, I would have thought. Oh. Um, anyway, you may, uh, well, you may disagree with this, but I think we need to round things up. Yes, um, sure. Yeah. And uh, if you do disagree with it, frankly, that's uh, the end of our friendship. <laughs> exactly. You're not welcome here. No, We're excluding no. Based you. on what I've just heard and learned. <laughs> this so is... listen, give us a couple of things that we can do. I think all those are really good precepts. Well, yeah, sure. Is there something we can do here to kind of, uh, yeah, there, there, you know... A couple of things. Out? A couple of things. Firstly, practice being a non-reactive presence. You know, don't waste your vital life energy fighting uh, in opposition and defending. And, you know, just stop it. Just mm. just, just learn to pause. That's the greatest thing we can do. Of course, our instinctive reaction can sometimes be if someone smacks you, smack them right back. But yeah. Jesus was saying literally or metaphorically not to do that. Mm. So let's let's try and grasp what that is. And the other thing I think I want to say is, you know, maybe, maybe limit your news feeds. Do we all do we need the notifications all the time? I mean, you know, politics is fascinating at the moment. It's become a soap opera. People are watching the news instead yeah, of soaps now. I heard that yeah. recently. Yeah. You know, so maybe you want to think about what's good for your head. Garbage in, garbage out and all the rest of it. And don't spend a lot of time with people who wind you up. I mean, that's... That's, that's, I think, a really well, important that, thing. That's the end of this podcast. <laughs> Find people who bring you life, you know. And, uh, you know, I think that's true politically. I think it's true in the church. You know, if your church doesn't provide a safe place to explore and question things, start a group that does. You know, go to the church and ask them if you can. I'm sure they say yes. If they don't, start it anyway. Yeah. But do it, <laughs> yeah. kind, but do it yeah. kindly. Yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> good. Might. <laughs> How's that? There's a lot more to say on this, and please can we talk about this in a slightly different way another time? Um, I don't know whether, because I don't agree with you, so I think I'm going to start a separate <laughs> podcast now. Just With just me, just my voice. Me interviewing myself about my own opinions to find out what I think. Um, sounds, sounds terrific. Yeah, there's lots more. We'd love to hear from you uh, yes. out there. about um, Maybe some of you are actively, I imagine some of you are actively involved in politics, and I'd like, yeah. really be interested to hear how... How does your, uh, you know, your your walk with Christ affect that? Yeah, how, exactly. How, how, yeah, is love it, to you know, how what the difficulties of being Christ-like in politics? I should imagine they're immense. Wow. Yeah. Um, Send your emails to Joe at midfaithcrisis.org. Yes, that would be yes, wonderful. That would be good. Joe. And uh, we'll maybe sort of pick up on that. We've got a few things coming up in forthcoming weeks, uh, yeah. interviews and bits and pieces. So, uh, but we'll come back to this idea of maybe how we deal with conflict. Uh, maybe within the church or in our own lives and, and yeah. see where we go through from there. And be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. It's going to make the world a better place, trust me. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to go and be kind to myself now. With Good, do. Some form of liquid, I imagine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that is. Anyway, anyway, really good. Thank you for being with us. 
and uh, we'll see you in a week's time. See you soon. Cheers. Bye.